smoking section. Here we are for the season four season finale. And I've been waiting for a long time for this interview because there's some questions that I really want to ask this local group for the year. <laughs> there's some questions. They These guys have written songs from Kenny Chesney, Tyler Farr, Dirk's Benny, Luke Bryan, the band Perry, Sam Hunt, Jayco and Blake Shelton, and more. I'm sure there are people along this list that I have not named. They have written pretty much everyone in Nashville. They have their own number one hits. They are CMA vocal group of the year, multi-time CMA Vocal Group of the Year. We have here Matthew, Brad, and Trevor of Old Dominion. How you guys hey. doing? <laughs> We're doing great after that introduction. <laughs> yeah, good. I feel good about myself. <laughs> Just carry me around your pocket. I swear, I mean, I'll make you make you happy about yourself. Every time. <laughs> now that could go uh, many number of ways. Man. Oh boy! Oh lord! Oh god! See, ten o'clock in the morning. We're starting off right. <laughs> so let's talk about this new album. We're going to get inside the way. We're going to talk about this new album, "Time Tequila and Therapy." So I'm going to ask straight up, what's your favorite songs off the album, guys? Ooh. Man, that's tough. It's funny, you know, the band like this, everybody's got different favorites, I think, you know. Um, yeah, there's, for me, there's one called Hawaii that I think has always stood out to me. It just has something built into it that makes me nostalgic. So for me, I, I think I could probably say that that's my favorite, but it is tough to pick because they're all different, you know. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Why Are You Still Here. I think it's just kind of a, a quirky little song. For us, I really love the verse and just, uh, I don't know, kind of has a unique sound to me. Yeah, it's tough for me. I love Hawaii. I, I think I love one called No Hard Feelings, which is where we got the the uh, album title from. So, um, man, it's just so proud of the whole project. It's hard to pick your favorite. So you got, so you got the title. You got the title from uh, from the, the song No Hard Feelings. So I, I this entire time I've thinking that it's been coming as a theme for 2020. That's what I've been thinking of because um, I feel like we all needed tequila and therapy and some, yeah, yeah. I had plenty of time during 2020. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you released I Was on a Boat That Day, which is which was has been a summer jam. I live by that because I, I don't have a boat, but I daydream about being on a boat sometimes while working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a close second. That's yeah. a close second. That's a close <laughs> second. So what was what, what was the decision on how, how did that come about making that the the single was that the first song you guys wrote on the on the album no um it was just the most uh fun i think you know i think it was like it had been a while i think since we put out something that was like just really up tempo and really kind of silly and you know just a good time so i think that's what we were kind of looking for uh, coming with next and that song kind of checked all those boxes we had so much fun writing it and so much fun recording it and every time you listen to it everybody was just smiling so that was kind of the energy we wanted to come with and that one seemed to be everyone's choice so um who who reached out to uh, gladys knight the queen who, re who reached out <laughs> who, how, you know, did, how did that come about <laughs> Cause that, <laughs> it, that it was, was actually, it was insane. Like how it happened. Just the, the chances of this happening. We, we had that, that song, uh, lonely side of town and we were kind of, you know, working on it and working on it in the studio and listening back. And we were like, man, wouldn't it be great to have like a Motown legend? I think I said like Smokey Robinson and then Matt and Shane were like, or Gladys Knight would be amazing. And then Shane had a light bulb moment. He's like, wait a second, 
Jessica, who owns the studio, is friends with Gladys Knight. She lives in Asheville, where we were recording. And so even even so, we're like, that's crazy. But still, you don't think it's not possibly going to happen, right? But uh, Shane talked to Jessica, and she's like, I can ask her, you know? And uh, she went to Gladys and gave, gave him a call and asked her. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I love those guys. So it blew our minds. We couldn't believe yeah. it. You don't know. That goes to show that you don't know until you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were surprised she knew who we were. So <laughs> uh, that's very true. I, I was I'm surprised that she I I, I she was uh, I'm friends with Mickey Guy and she was and I'm like talking to Mickey about it. I'm like I'm surprised that she even knew like anyone in country music. Uh, She's like a huge country music <laughs> fan, and like when she when you talk to her, she'll tell you that her songs. If you really listen to them. Their, her biggest songs are actually country songs at heart, the way they're written and what they're talking about. They're, there's a lot of country um, that influenced her. I love Gladys Knight. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't should really get slapped in the face. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously that's a dream collaboration. So what's a dream collaboration for each of you guys? Oh, man. man that's so many. I know. I know. I, I, was, I, always, I always say Paul McCartney. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Beatles fan, and uh, he's just a legend, so living legend. So for me, that would be one. Uh, I'd say probably, for some reason, Lenny Kravitz, I think, would be cool. He just seems like a cool rock and roll dude. I'm sure he's got – maybe I could steal one of his jackets, you know, while we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go – I'm kind of across the board. Like, it would be cool. I'm a huge Springsteen <laughs> fan, but I don't know. I think I might be too nervous to, like, actually contribute in that collaboration. But um, – <laughs> I would love to just like sit down and like jam with like Pearl Jam or something too. You know, mm. just kind of get Pearl it. Pearl Jam would be fun, yeah. Pearl Jam yeah. would be great. Pearl Jam would be great. Uh, so is there any point, because I, I talk, talked to Brad about this before we started recording, any point in time on making a um, bonus edition or deluxe edition of this album with, because I know that there is a uh, duet re- uh, written by Brad and Jimmy Allen. Oh. <laughs> that is just sitting there from what I've been told. Uh, really? I haven't heard, I haven't <laughs> heard this song. So. I don't know if I've heard this. What song are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't Brad like, writes a lot of songs. <laughs> he yeah. sound, he sounds so good on uh, on that uh, "Freedom Is a Highway." He's, he's I love his voice on that song. That song. Voice, yeah, he's 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 an amazing character. He's he's uh, I say character because that's what he is. He's a character, he is. He um, is that oh, yeah. and sure. a in a good way, in a good way. So you guys created this album in the three week span in Asheville. Why Asheville? What what made you guys pick Asheville? Because you guys are most of you guys are Virginia boys, right? So yeah, but we were actually yeah. looking for. We all live in Nashville, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and usually we record albums here in town and you're so busy. You know, we all have lives outside of music and different responsibilities. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to like balance all that. And, you know, you, you end up cramming an, an album into a couple days here and there. So we really were looking for some place that we could get outside of town where we could kind of put, put those responsibilities aside and mm-hmm. and really work, you know, really work on it creatively. But so we had a couple ideas. One was Texas, I think. One was California. Asheville seemed to be the right place. It was close enough that we could all drive. It was, you know, during the middle of the pandemic and everything. So close enough we could all drive, but far enough away that we could feel a little, you know, disconnected from Nashville. 
Yeah, I, I haven't been to Asheville. That's the same place. I believe it's the same place that Eric Church recorded his album. I think he recorded it. I don't know if it was Asheville. It was North Carolina. It was North Carolina, though, right? Yeah, but it wasn't the same studio. I, know. I think he just, like, literally set up a studio in, like, his random cabin or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of crazy. So so my question is now is, is, is how was the creativity? Because you guys did it in the middle of a pandemic. So how was the creativity? Because there's not much happening in life during a pandemic when everything is shut down. <laughs> so where where did you guys pull your inspirations from for this album? Well, there's uh, a lot of emotions happening when you can't do your own thoughts. The good thing that uh, good thing we're old enough that we can still draw from many years of other experience that we have. <laughs> uh, no, I just think you know it was just nice. Uh, I think you know some of us have been more creative. Uh, or in just in different ways than others, and we hadn't had a chance to do it together. Um, and it was just nice, refreshing to get together with the band again, and, and just you know, I think everyone was just excited, you know, to to, to get in that mindset. So, you know, the creativity it it actually flowed pretty pretty well and pretty easily. Yeah. I think you know, every morning just get to the studio and write a song, then go upstairs and record it. That's what we did. So how often did you guys write together? Like before, before obviously going to Asheville, how often did you guys write together in general? I mean, I mean before the pandemic, huh. yeah, all the time, you know, like before we really got busy on the road, the, you know, we were primarily songwriters in town doing it uh, with somebody five days a week, a lot of times with each other, a lot of times with other co-writers. And uh, so, you know, and then when we got on the road so busy, we would do it a little bit when we got back to town, but we'd write with each other on the road. So, you know, that it, it usually picks up when we're getting closer to realizing that we're going to have to make a new album soon. We'll start writing more. But yeah, we've been writing together for long before the band even existed. So the album, the, so uh, did you guys, you guys uh, been writing together for so long that you decided to write a meow mix to your last <laughs> album? <laughs> like listen, you do. Listen, you know you made it when when uh, everyone still loves you after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's what I said too. That was like a friend of mine told me that. He was like, man, that's when you know you made it because you did the dumbest thing and everybody <laughs> just kind of let you do it. Like, you know, you had a stupid idea. And people loved it. That wasn't, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, they came out this and it was annoying as hell. No, people still loved it and yeah. listened to it repeatedly. I did. Yeah. I, I'm saying it because I did. I, I did. <laughs> no shame. I have no shame in it whatsoever. So we're going to talk about, because uh, I've listened to a lot of interviews with guys and I've realized that no one ever talks about your families. And I feel like above all else you're this is like your that is your life that above anything else your family has come first for anything else tell us a little bit about your family so i i know matt you you're you're married with two two good little girls two daughters yeah two daughters yeah. um you know you you definitely do what you can to still be daddy you know yeah because i mean it's a it's a huge sacrifice being on the road and like you miss important things obviously in life i feel like you guys may you might you get to that when you might have a little bit more control of your schedule a little bit more than a new artist do you know what's interesting i was thinking about this the other day and uh in some ways i go man we're on the road so much like do i, I was trying to think like do i miss a lot of stuff 
in some ways we are gone a lot, but in other ways, I mean, back before we had all the success, you know, my wife was working full time. I was working full time. You know, I was working at Best Buy and then also trying to write full time and the kids were going to school and in daycare. So in a lot of ways, when I'm home now, I don't really have to do anything. I can be at everything and I can spend time, you know, so in some ways I get more quality time this way. And I think it forces you to, to be a little more like, you know, you may not physically be there, but you, that kind of motivates you to make sure that you're not an absent mm-hmm. father, you know? So, right. so I think there are probably people in this world that are, you know, there every day, but more checked out than we actually are because we just want to make sure they, they feel our presence, you know? Right. Right. Which is crazy. I mean, I mean, and then you have people, you know, when your kids take your computer to school and, and <laughs> yeah, you have to do it, you have to do an interview on, on an iPhone, you know, it's okay. <laughs> See, I was there for her. Exactly. (laughs) I'm actually doing this from my daughter's room because I was the strongest. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. There you go. Kids are there for a reason. Support each other. You know. I should have some, Brad. I was gonna say, I got. This is my room. Is my computer. This my everything. Probably gonna golf after this. I golf. I golf before this. (laughs) Real question is, who's got your balls? Who's got your (laughs) balls? You just saw her walk by. Speaking of families, because we all know families like to fight and families like to, you know, have disagreements and things like that. So I'm going to ask this question because I want to know. This is one. This is when I found out I was interviewing you guys. This is the burning question that instantaneously went to my head because there's a lot of egos, a lot of alpha males in this group. So when it comes down to picking songs, picking the right songs for an album or, or a cover art or even the tiniest little decision to be made about Old Dominion and there's a disagreement. Are there boxing gloves? Because I'm picturing like a WWE battle royal <laughs> ring over the top rope. Uh, whoever's the last man standing, like who who's the tiebreaker for everything? Man, there's well, a luckily lot. it's an odd number of people in the exactly. band. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's the tie? Who's the tiebreaker? When <laughs> yeah, <you> there's <laughs> a lot. The way it typically works out, there's a lot of discussion over everything, like you said, and you know, it's sometimes we are all on the same page. Sometimes we aren't. Typically, in every case, there's usually one guy who feels stronger about whatever it is. And eventually, after the conversation, everybody just gets tired of the conversation. And they're like, you know what? You you care more than I do. So, cool. (laughs) Matt Matt just gave Trevor and Brad his plan on every argument that they have. Just got (laughs) outlasted. The the way he answered that was exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Some people, see, you know, like we're trying to pick the artwork for the CD and some, some people are like, I really like the yellow. And, and I'm like, all right, I don't really care. So yellow. <laughs> right. So uh, has, there, has there been marriage counseling? Because I know that there's been other bands who've done marriage counseling to kind of like keep, for the band, for the band, for the band. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't got there yet. No. You haven't got there yet? No, no. Oh, you're 10. You're 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we haven't needed it at this point, we're probably not going to need it. Yeah, we're probably yeah. Not. yeah. So what's what's the plan now for 2021 or 2022 rather now that we're 
I we're guess pretty much pretty over. Much take over the world, I think, is probably. <laughs> yeah. We were going to do it last year. Obviously, yeah. everything happened, but we'll take it over next year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's always year after year you can take it over. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you so. I don't know if you guys are talking about this. That's yet, true. Somebody could take it back. Someone yeah. could take it back. Someone could take it back. This year it goes year after year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so here's my question for you. That's because I'm going to talk about the first time I saw you guys. First time I saw you guys um, was in Philadelphia in Lincoln Financial Field, because I'm from Philly. And you guys were opening for the one, the only Kenny Chesney, the only artist I've seen 15 times in my life. Don't judge me. That means I've probably seen Old Dominion about 15 times. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been with that relationship? Has, has he has he kind of been like a big brother to you guys and and growing your career and helping you along the way? Yeah, I mean, I can safely say we we would not be where we are today without him. I mean, you know, we've gained so many fans from you know from him having us on his on his shows. You know, we hear people all the time that come through meet and greets and stuff and say, you know, we saw you at, uh, with Kenny Chesney, and, you know, so of course it was just the sheer number of people he's put us in front of, but you know, also, you know, when we did the first tour, we only had our tour manager and sound guy. We only had two crew, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we just learned kind of how to build our whole crew and, you know, it was everything from behind the scenes to, you know, on the stage, you know, we, he's been a big part of. It. Yeah. To the point where you guys even got him a number one hit. Uh, say yeah. for- <laughs> yeah. Wait, let's not let's not forget what we've done. He also wouldn't be where he is. Yeah. <laughs> Woody, we took him from Woody. here to here. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, who's your dream? Like, so right now, like up and coming artists, you guys are headliners and things. You guys are headliners. You guys are kicking ass. I call you guys A-listers. Um, oh wow! You know, people. Are, I mean, you are. I mean, come on, coming out, local group of the at year. least a solid B plus. Right? At least yeah. a solid B plus. You know, <laughs> solid A minus maybe. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question. I want because I, I want to talk about this. What up and coming act now do you guys see and like be like, oh, I. Want I want that guy on a tour. I want that girl on a tour. Which who who's that up and coming at for you guys now? I mean, I don't know. I really like. I think Ashley McBride's really cool. You know, I, I just like get like a very yeah. get a real authentic vibe from her. I mean, honestly, you know, Hardy has sort of taken the genre by storm. And he, not only is he a talented guy, but he's just the nicest. Down to earth, it's like, is he up and coming or he's kind of already came, right? He's, I'd say he's, probably, he's already up. He's, I'd say he's probably still up and coming. He's still, he's still up and coming. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you see his show, you're like, damn, this guy. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen him live. I've just seen, obviously, I've seen YouTube videos. Yeah, and I know that there was a song, one of his recent songs, he couldn't sing because of the fact that he couldn't hear himself because the crowd was just singing along, uh, yeah. screaming oh, to their lungs. That's for real. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, played I mean, a couple of shows with them this year, and it's a great show. The crowd sings every word. Yeah, and you could tell they know the songs that aren't on the radio. You know, like yeah. they're actually fans of everything he does. 
So have you guys had the experience where you had to sing so you, you can barely hear yourself? I feel like you have. For sure, man. It's so cool when that happens. Just, you know, it's it's so much fun to see that your music has, like, affected people, you know, and hear that. That's, like, the ultimate, man. The first time that that ever happened, the first time just hearing a crowd of people, it was probably at that point, like, 50 people that knew the song. It's uh-huh. like, oh, wow, we actually are getting out there, which is it's really it never gets old going back to uh seeing you for the first time uh i had a conversation with jimmy allen this morning and his father-in-law and his father-in-law told us about the time that the first time that he saw you guys live was at merriweather pavilion oh yeah amphitheater and i think michael ray opened for you guys as well as jimmy and so they went out to the crowd and he had no idea who the hell Old Dominion was. Only countries he listened to was obviously Jimmy Allen because his right. daughter was marrying her. And so he uh, he goes out to the crowd and he goes, "Holy shit!" He heard one man band, right? And he kind of, so he goes back and he's like, he's like, he's, make sure you tell him this too. Um, I, I went looking for the song on Spotify and then I end up in in the Old Dominion black hole. I could not stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I, he goes, I couldn't remember the name to the damn song. So I just kept listening until I found the song. <laughs> That's great. Now, was he enjoying this or was he frustrated while listening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn it, this one's not it either. This one's yeah. not it either. Damn it. All of these. <laughs> So I would be remiss on this not to talk about this because part of the reason as to why I brought you, wanted to get you guys on the show was because it's, we usually do this in person. We normally smoke cigars. I know you guys love cigars um, because of Andrew Dorth. Yeah. So tell us about your relationship with Andrew Dorth and how it's affected you in your life. Oh, man. Knowing, knowing him. He's, for those of you who don't know, he's he was a tremendous songwriter who passed away. It was a couple of years ago, I believe a couple of years ago now. So just tell us how he affected your life and how he, how he touched your lives. I mean, I think it's like, you know, you meet a lot of people in, in life and there's only a few that really stick out as like, you know, just a Unique. kind of a true original. Like, yeah. like he was just, you know, a crazy, weird dude. But, you know, also, you know, he was sensitive and uh, self-conscious and confident. You know, it was just like. It just had such a huge heart, too. Yeah, he was just an interesting guy, you know, and uh, it's it's always nice when you get to meet people like that, you know? And Yeah, uh, I think, you know, like you said, everything about him was so unique and to the point where, you know, I remember the first time I just saw him. I was like, I was driving, he was in the parking lot of a recording studio. They were doing, I was, I was coming in to do a demo session. I didn't know this guy at all. He was out there in the parking lot smoking a cigar. And he just, just from that, you could tell whoever this guy was, was someone different, you know, and it was, he was just a magnetic person. So, um, he, he just, and then once he came into your life, he was that person there too. Like you, every time you saw him, you would just kind of like be taken aback and be like, man, this guy, you know, like what a, yeah. what an original person. I know? remember the first time I, I, I brought with him and he had his sunglasses on and I didn't realize like he couldn't freaking see probably pres- prescription sunglasses, but I'm like, this fucking guy's got his sunglasses on. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Wow. <laughs> but, that, 
but he he's also like i say he had the biggest heart i think of anybody i've ever met it was so selfless man it was like when you meet people like that i remember like i didn't i wasn't like super close friends with them at the time this happened but we knew each other a bit and i saw him at a predators game he walked by and i was like oh hey man and i was there with my daughter and he's like hey and we talked for a second and he came back like 20 minutes later with like this predator's hat that he bought for her and i'm just like who does that? Like, you know, like wow. I, it was just, it was crazy. Like somebody like that, who's just always thinking of other people like that always really sticks with me. Yeah. He was, he was riding at, at my house one morning and knew that I had the kids there and showed up with like happy meals and, you know, all kinds of stuff for them. You know, no, you know, wow. you have, no one does that, you know, he, and he always was so considerate and thoughtful of other people. Yeah. That I, I wish I would have met him. Uh, we've we've had like mutual friends and things like that and you know but we never got the opportunity to meet and i've heard nothing but even before he passed away i you know you know me get people like oh he was so nice and it's like yeah would you say that though he was alive kind of thing it's, <laughs> yeah. as, you know as, as cynical as as it may sound and it's like sure. He was an asshole too. Just yeah. like that. You, yeah. Yeah. you would also say he's an asshole, and you would also say he's like well, super weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so, but but to hear like but I've heard stories for so long on on how great of a person he was, and as you said, unique to be around. Totally, and we've had one of the most one of the most memorable nights that we've ever had. <laughs> all the years that we've been touring was with him and we just laughed so hard all night long just hanging out with him we wrote a couple songs that we ended up recording um and that night we just sat around smoked cigars and were just in tears at the at the stuff that he was saying and it was just one of the most like memorable nights that that we've ever had as a band. So he's, he's left a huge mark on, on, uh, on us musically and personally. And I think we all feel him, you know, if not, you know, weekly, nightly, when we play the songs mm -hmm. that we've been with him. What songs did he write with you guys? Uh, we wrote, um, not everything's about you with him. Yeah. That day we wrote that song for yeah. sure. Uh, so you go, so you go, can't get you. Yeah. What else? Um, uh, we put out a single, which unfortunately. I know. Well, that's good. that can change. Go back in the catalog. Go back in this catalog. Oh, Midnight Mess Around. Midnight Mess Around. Midnight Mess. That's the one. I, okay, I, I knew it. I love Midnight Mess Around. You want to talk about a mo? You want to talk about a Motown feel? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh man, <laughs> how about the midnight? <laughs> 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 no, that was no serious. That was that was a great fucking song. Um, this is I'm not gonna keep you guys much longer. This is this is pretty much all I want to talk to you guys because I I fucking love you guys. Um, and this is I mean, a dream come true. Um, I can scratch you guys off my bucket list. <laughs> you guys were you guys were number two on bucket list outside of Eric Church, which that's a stretch. But hey, hey, it's gonna it's gonna happen. We got one Gladys day. Knight. We got Gladys. You got Gladys Knight. Knight. You got Gladys yeah, Knight. Yeah. I can get Eric Church. You know, you want something? Ask for it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Trevor, though, you, did you have to move to the room where you're showing all the records back there, huh, buddy? Well, I, you know, I, I would try to find a room without any, but they're all over the place. Oh. <laughs> Look at this pile here. I haven't even put this pile up. Oh, yet. my God. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's the where's the awards? You got the awards? You showing 
Uh, Where's the trophy? Ah, uh, they're upstairs. They're, uh, yeah, they're up by the mantle. Yeah. Uh, oh, know, oh, they're upstairs. Where, they're upstairs where everybody shows up. Where you, yeah. Show yeah, somebody, you when, you, when you walk into the door. Yeah, some of them are. <laughs> some of them are on the. You piano. better than me, you know. You better than me. I will be walking in, and there's all the trophies that I would ever have <laughs> right there, showcase. You got to step over them yeah. to get into the house. <laughs> <laughs> know how many I won before you before you enter? That's the passcode. How many awards have I won? <laughs> That's awesome. This has been great. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Seriously, for coming on and doing this, taking time out of your day, out of your morning here in Nashville. It's beautiful out. Go yeah. have a cigar. Go golf. Go give it a yeah. Feel go, good go. about ourselves. Go we feel, good. feel good about ourselves today. Hey, you know what? That's my job. If I can make someone feel good about themselves once a day, I'm good. I did three. I'm good for a week now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you in my pocket. <laughs> this has been another episode phenomenal episode great episode season finale for smoking section with matt trevor brad of old dominion thank you so much guys thanks man thank, right you. On, man. thank you